Welcome to Training for Ultra, the podcast. Welcome to episode 47 of the Training for Ultra podcast. My name's Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra. I have a really awesome episode. So I get to talk to Courtney DeWalter, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think that she has a really, really good chance going into Western States this year. I've been following her um, pretty closely ever since we ran the bear chase together. She ran the 50-miler. I ran the 50K. We had a... Uh, a beer at the end of that race and uh she's just a really nice person i think if anything that's the uh overarching theme of this episode is just these are two really nice people i enjoy speaking with them they're in the denver area and yeah i just i look forward to seeing how their races go in the future i also i talked to jim rebenak and he won run rabbit run last year the same race that i was in and uh, it's his first podcast, so no one no one reached out to the winner of Run Rabbit Run, and uh, I thought it was way overdue. I I came in contact with him at Quad Rock Fifty, um, I think it was May of last year, and I actually sat that race out and did a little bit of video and some photos for people and whatnot. But Jim's an incredibly nice guy. I'm I'm looking forward to having him on another episode and. Courtney, likewise, is just an incredibly nice person and uh, rooting for both of them in their future races. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. need to thank the sponsors, Hammer Nutrition. If you haven't, give them a shot. Feel free to try out my promo code 2528888 and you'll save 15% on your first order. I just ordered the uh, Recoverite that they now make vegan which is really a great addition. And uh, I have my Cola Fizz electrolytes on their way, and I'll likely actually use those during the Leadville Marathon, which I have in just about a day now. So it's coming up Saturday. And I want to thank Sufferfest Beer. So they just announced recently, I think today is the official announcement, that they have a new beer release. So it's uh, 3.5% alcohol beer so it's a little bit lighter beer it's called the repeat and uh i think they they use some bee pollen and you know some other fun items in in their beers and i'll tell you what i've been really enjoying their new fkt beer i think fkt is like the must try beer of 2018 if you're a a trail runner and need a six pack at the uh you know parking lot at the end of the trail must try i think the repeat is a great light beer because those are those are pretty rare a lot of times they taste quite watered down and got to have uh yeah a repeat i think with chris mako actually at the dirty 30 uh just a few weekends ago it's it's a it's a good tasting beer so and then lastly i wanted to thank bigger than the trail mental they're raising awareness of mental health uh via trail running which is really cool tommy Byrne, friend of the show started that charity you know so if you're you know having difficulties i think it's the perfect opportunity perfect 
charity group to reach out to and um they will you know give you the attention you need because uh it's not something that you should just keep to yourself if you have um if you if you're having some kind of issue on that front they're there for you and uh it's a really great cause they're helping me get out to ccc and uh you know fly out to chamonix here this summer which i'm really excited about so last note and i know some people like you know my pre-race and post-race some people hate it it's just like the toe sock question you know it's i i can't please everyone um but going into leadville marathon so this is two or three weeks before the silver king and like i talked to jim about there's ton the course is pretty technical i was out there with michael owen and there are rocks that are not bowling balls but you know it's it's like a bandera or end of black canyon type technicality in places and i so first of all i want to finish without an injury that is my goal going into the leadville marathon uh i want to test myself at altitude i've never raced this high up so i think the average altitude is going to be 12,000 feet you know i i want to not push my limits too hard because i know your vo2 max like gets pushed back at altitude there's just less oxygen to work with and uh i have no time goal i mean i i just honestly i want to be injury free and i want to have fun out there uh, i'm looking forward to meeting a bunch of new people and really this is this is more than just me running a race like this is this is a pretty cool community and i'm excited for people that might you know maybe this is their first marathon or maybe it's their 100 100th marathon you know for me i've i've never excelled at the marathon distance and i think adding in 6000 feet of gain at 12000 feet of altitude is probably not the recipe for a uh, personal best and i just again this this isn't necessarily a training run but it's one of those don't mess it up because this is leading down the path. I've built this in intentionally to get my body in shape for my next goal, which is Silver King, which is a Silver Rush 50-mile mountain bike followed the next day by the Silver Rush 50-mile run, both in Leadville. And then that leads to Never Summer 100K. And then the ultimate goal is showing up at the start line of CCC and crushing for the middle of the pack and having fun um so i want to show up healthy to all four of these you know big goals throughout the year and they've really truly been motivating my training so i would not be mountain biking at all if i didn't have this mountain bike 50 mile race for silver king you know on the schedule and it's forcing me into cross training and you know i have to do more hills uh, knowing that never summer and CCC are on on the schedule, but the course profiles, if you look at all of them, they kind of lead into each other. Uh, so this marathon leads into the 50 miler, which leads into the never summer 100k. So it's there's a clear progression type logic into CCC, which is my a race of the year. So thank you again to Hammer Nutrition, Sufferfest Beer. 
and bigger than the trail. I'm, I'm really excited for this year. I hope you guys are getting something out of this podcast. And yeah, if you want some Training for Ultra gear, check out trainingforultra.com. I have some gear to hopefully keep you motivated. Thank you to the Patreon supporters. You guys will be having a special item for free coming up here very shortly. Um, so yeah, your guys' support makes us all happen. And yeah, enjoy this episode. Let's start off with uh, talking to Courtney D. See what she's up to. <laughs> I'm joined again by uh, a friend of the show, Courtney DeWalter. Hello. She, she's. <laughs> we, we're just doing um, kind of some some pre-interview chat, and uh, yeah, the the conversation got a little a little out of hand there. But no. thank you for joining me. <laughs> Um, it's great, great to be here. Thanks for having me. I, I know it's super busy right now for you. And uh, I mean, are you feeling stress going into States at all? Like, do you feel any kind of pressure? Is this kind of like your first go around? So, I mean, it's kind of like your, your free pass, you know, as long as you don't get super lost. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I don't give myself free passes ever. So I don't, I don't feel like it being my first go around is is an excuse that I want to go in with the mindset of being able to use. So I um, I'm just excited at this point to like let's just get to the start line and do this. I'm I'm ready to stop having people want to talk about it or you know predict what they think will happen. I want to just run and and see what happens. That's what I'm excited for right now. That's awesome. That's that's what I want to hear. Like honestly, yeah. <laughs> and just I mean, have you have you studied the course? Like how have you been out to run any of the course at all? Um, I was able to get out like mid May, and I saw um, a little bit of the ending of the course. It wasn't. I didn't get out for the training camp, and I wasn't able to do um, all the miles that they cover during the training camp. But I did. I did get to see some. Uh, bits and pieces. And um, other than that, I'm just going to go with it. And I like surprises. So I do too. Like, no, seriously, I, I mean, yeah, it's nice to know what's around the corner, but it also kind of keeps you engaged and like in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I totally agree with that. I think there's pros and cons to both sides of it, for sure. And having raced it before, like the people who have done the race before, I think, have that in their corner as like they know what it feels like to race those parts of the course. Um, but I will be blissfully ignorant. I, I hope on <laughs> what it feels like and just keep ignorance, is, ignorance is bliss. It's got me, I mean, <laughs> for the times I've gotten lucky. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it, it's, I've actually developed a whole career based on that concept. So, um, Perfect. yes. Um, what was I going to say? Man, I don't edit, so I can't take that out. I wish I could take that back. What? Why? Just let it roll. <laughs> um, and so what was I going to ask you? Are you like, is there any section of the trail that you're apprehensive about? I mean, it seems like you are experienced enough at this point and have enough ultras under your belt that you can handle pretty much any aspect of the course i mean is there any is the heat 
a thought or are you just so used to handling that like that you're just not concerned about it um i mean all of it is a thought you know and individually each different factor is like oh yeah that'll be okay but then when you string them together that's where it gets tricky and and that's where i'm just hoping to be smart and be patient and um and then just trust myself and and go with whatever the day brings you know and and see what happens I mean, I'm I'm just super excited. Uh, oh, I, I'm excited too. I'm I'm truly, truly pulling for you. Like I, oh, thank you. I think you have um, everything it takes to podium, and uh, who knows the, the the variables of the day can really, really alter things. And sometimes the best runner of this race, or like the most gifted athlete, doesn't finish in first place um yeah i think which, that's why 100 miles is so cool because yeah. i mean so much can happen out there and it's a lot of hours to to try and make things go right so do you have um, do you have like a goal of top 10 like what's your goal going into the race do you expect to win this race like a athlete of your caliber do you have expectations like built on yourself because I know the media is going to have a whole frenzy here. Yeah. Um, you know, in the two weeks prior, like, it's going to get crazy. I I mean, I would love, it would be so amazing to be top 10 and, and to earn that slot for next year. Top five, you know, would be an incredible day. Um, I'm hoping that no matter where I am in the field or what splits I'm getting, that I just keep fighting through those last 20 miles and and don't settle and and if i do that i'm excited to like see where that lands me yeah i would i mean if you hit a rough patch just just think back on those hallucinations yeah you know? <laughs> just think about those leopards uh all in my, hammocks all my friends and... are with me on the trail <laughs> <laughs> and you know what courtney regardless of how you do during this race i'm still gonna go have a beer okay yes and, and it's on me so oh, perfect thank you um <laughs> yeah second one's on you i think i think that's how it works. <laughs> yeah actually beer's on me you just had the baby man oh yeah my wife we'll both get my wife just yeah that's what yeah. we gotta do yeah seriously <laughs> um so what if what have you been up to? I mean, last time we touched base was um, Black Canyon, which I ran also, and I was just blown away. Like the fact that two weeks after crushing Sean O'Brien and getting a golden ticket, you got another golden ticket. And I was, I think I was joking with you that you, you are you going for every golden ticket here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, so you have not just been in that hammock, you know, playing the saxophone or whatever. You, you've been, um, and I'm referring to your hallucination or trying, yeah. <laughs> um, you've been busy doing several races. Like what have you done in between that second golden ticket? Um, and now. Yeah. So that was in February was black Canyon. And then I did some local races, um, through March and early April. And then at the end of April, I, um, got to go race the ultra trail Mount Fuji, hundred miles around Mount Fuji dream, in Japan. Dream race, dream oh race of mine. Yeah, it was amazing. Mount Fuji was just showing off the whole time. Like 
beautiful clear skies and um it it was so cool and it was really special to take part in that so were you able to go out there with your husband like and make it like kind of a excursion on that front or did you just fly out and do it well we wanted to make an an excursion so bad but the timing didn't work out so i was in and in and out of that country really quickly and uh and know for sure I want to go back there and just be a tourist someday. It's such a beautiful country, and everyone was so friendly. The food is delicious, so I'll be I, back there. I Yeah, I can't agree more. I It's definitely one of my – I would say it's, like, top five for me. Like, probably my fifth, like, I have to do this at some yeah. point in my life. And I'll, I'll probably be a lot like you where I just have to fly in and fly out. Um just because of the logistics of it but right ah uh, i wish yeah i wish i could take like three or four weeks and just oh take gosh, it all in right yeah so did um you also said you did behind the rocks 50 miler how'd that go for you do you feel pretty solid good. yeah yeah pretty solid um we had decent weather it, it didn't get like as hot as the moab oh. desert can get sometimes yeah. in march mm-hmm. um and it was it was really cool to be back in Moab. I hadn't been there since last fall with the Moab um, 240, so it was cool to just be back there and uh, to kind of walk down memory lane a little bit as I was running this race and like, oh, we were at this part, but it was very different mileage. Or like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I puked in, on yeah. that rock there. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> um, so- it was cool. For the listeners' background, Justin Ricks runs those races and um, for the Behind the Rocks ultras. And uh, anytime you have the opportunity to do one of his races, highly recommend it. Oh um, yeah, Mad Mad Moose, they do such a good job. Yeah, he's he's a hell of a runner too himself. So yeah. I forgot to ask you. I didn't want I didn't want to um, not ask you how Mount Fuji went. Like, did you feel good for that race also? And, like, how did you end up, like, finishing during that race? Yeah, I felt pretty good. Actually, I felt excellent um, the first, I guess, maybe 75 or 80 miles. And then kind of uh, (laughs) hit hit a wall and climbed aboard the puke train and um, struggled through the last bit, which um, has me pretty fired up now to do the last 20 miles of, a hundred mile race better. Yes. Like, yes. It didn't go as you, well as I'd like. And you I need I, to have that. That's yeah. like such a perfect wake up call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's awesome. Just to be reminded, you know, what that distance feels like to race. And, um, it was, it was all perfect, even though the ending was not ideal. I think that will end up being okay in the long run. I mean, I just did some heat training around here, and you know how hot it's gotten. Oh, so hot. And I went out for a run, just like a 10-miler. In mile eight, I was under a tree. I just sat <laughs> I just sat under a tree for like five minutes. Like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I'm not a runner. And, <laughs> and like, it was exactly the heat training I needed before the Leadville Marathon. So, like... Oh, that's this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm, nice. Good luck. Like, it, it keeps you humble right like yeah. it, you respect the distance more after you have one of those experiences mine being eight miles yours being 80 miles yeah um, same thing though you're right it's just like 
a good reminder of the lessons still to be learned, you know? Just because yeah. you've covered yeah. that distance before doesn't mean that you know everything about it. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And so are you going in to Western States, like, keyed in on other people? Like, are you, like, let's say Casey Lichtai, I've I've run behind her with a, a camera at some point, and she's super quick. Um, if she goes out and she's in first or second place, and you find yourself in third, are you going to modify your Western States based on the other runners, or are you just going out and running your own race? Um, I I'm not positive that I have a strategy yet, or even that I'll have one when the gun goes off. But uh, <laughs> what, I, what I do know is um, that there are some women in this race who have run it really successfully before and had a lot of experience on it. And um, so, yeah, I'll be like, you know, take a note of what her and, and Stephanie are doing, being the most recent um, winners now that cat uh, won't be there unfortunately yeah um and also i think doing my own thing like i'm not the same runner as any of those people and um my i'm i'm probably really weak in some of the areas that they're much stronger and so i, I will be trying not to base myself totally on anyone else i'll be in cat i think made a really really smart decision and I talked to my last episode about Krista Nucci uh, with Michael Owen. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we both had a lot of respect for that decision there. And I think it's awesome that the community is super respectful of these choices because we're about to see, like, you know, there there may be one or two other women that are, you know, assumed to be top 10 type runners that, you know, could announce similar things. And I think Kat Bradley made a really, really smart decision She's a Sufferfest athlete, so yeah. obviously I, I support her, you know, <laughs> a ton, but um, it's tough. Like, it's, yeah. that's that's a race where I'm from middle of the pack, and you know, watch out, middle of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, crushing it in the middle to back of the pack, depending on the day. Like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime type race, and... Yeah. I don't know how I would handle it personally. So from an elite level, the pressure on you guys is just off the charts. Yeah, um, I mean, so much respect for Kat. And she is a beast of a runner, you know, and also is just really real. And for her to, like, share, you know, what's been going on with her, I think is um, so admirable. And for her to be able to step back and say, it's not going to happen this year, you know, like health is important. That's really cool. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. bummed to not be able to share the course with her. I was looking forward to that, but um, hopefully, hopefully another year. Yeah, I agree. And so how has, you know, the past year, because I mean, it seems like you went on Joe Rogan and oh my gosh, like <laughs> you burst on the scene um, and, you know, the true ultra running fans were following forever, but uh, <laughs> your popularity, like anyone who goes on that, that podcast show, uh, you know, sees like a huge swing. Like how's your perception of Western States changed? Has it changed at all? Or has it always been just one of those races like that's on your to-do list? Um, 
don't know. I, I don't know if I'd call it a to-do list or like a wish list. I yeah, but, I said the wrong thing. Again, yeah. I'll I'll edit that out. It'll, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll do a voiceover wish list there. Okay. I I think um it was last year where I was I was starting to feel like um not like I know much about running 100 miles, but at least feel like I was at the point where like I could give it a really honest effort and um and be curious about how I would do at Western States with that effort. So I think it was last year where the gears really started turning, but I've been watching Western States go down via my computer um, <laughs> for, the, for the past couple of years. I, yeah, I run far. Like yeah. now, now's when you turn on those tweet alerts right now. <laughs> they do a great yeah. job. Yeah. So I've been watching from afar for a while and, um, in this past year, just really wanted to make it happen where I could get there. So that's where all the golden ticket stuff went down. And so are you, I, I hope you're making this a family excursion. Do you have like a whole crew set up and like a game plan? Or are you, are you going self-supported? Cause that's something, that's something Courtney D would do. You just go, like, eh, I'll just go self-supported. <laughs> no way. I mean, my husband is a huge part of this team we've got going on. So he'll be there for sure. He's like the ultimate crew chief and he'll also pace me. And then um, one of my good friends who also paced me at Moab is coming out to um, bring me in those final miles. So I've got oh, some, he's, he's some good solid. people. He's yeah, solid. He's... I remember him. Like he'll wake you up with 60 seconds on his watch. Yeah. Like oh, he's... Yeah. He... He's no nonsense. He won't sugarcoat anything. Was he like ex-military? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bring in. But he also like he's one of the main uh, people I train with here in Colorado. So we just have a really good time running together, and um, I'm excited to share that experience with both him and my husband, and hopefully laugh a lot. And if I'm not laughing during, they can remind me of all those things afterwards so that we can laugh afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. It'll be cool. Not a huge crew coming out, but, um, some, some good folks for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's good to hear. And it sounds, that's exactly who you need pacing you is someone you run with regularly. And, um, that you can trust and depend on because it gets, oh, yeah. it can get sketchy. And I mean, are you, have you actually thought about a time goal or is that like way out the window? Like, are you just looking to finish? Uh, I mean, do you have your, have you run the numbers yet and tried to figure out like, okay, like if I do, you know, each section at a certain pace, like this is where I fall out. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> no. I know how structured your training is, yeah. so. I was going to say, <laughs> you keep asking these questions like I, like I usually have plans like that. Okay, so have you booked a flight <laughs> yeah. to Western States? Like, do you, do you have a rental car, like, set up? Yeah. Okay. No, I haven't run numbers. Every year it seems like, you know, finishing times are so different and it, totally depends on what the day throws at us out there so um time is a uh, kind of back burner to just like feeling like i'm putting together sections of the course efficiently i don't know splits i don't know um you know what i should be hitting when i know it might get dark there at the end so like 
the further so into the course that so it could be getting dark, the you're, better. You're I'm bringing doing. a headlamp. You're saying yeah. you're bringing a headlamp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you haven't hit that level. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's really that's that's humble. That's how you have to go into this race. Um, and so, do you have? Are you going to be taking liquid calories? How are you going to do? nutrition because i think you you lean on aid stations a lot if i recall um i'm gonna be doing kind of my normal thing so i'll be doing uh tailwind and water and then um honey stinger chews and waffles that's right and then i love mashed potatoes so i'm also going to be getting some mashed potatoes at um some of the different aid stations which are basically just like a carrier for some carbs and salt that goes down really easy for me. What if they just have potatoes? Are you going to like freak out and like, Oh, it's it's BYO mashed potatoes. We'll we'll okay. have some That's my husband it... will like hand me cups of them, I guess or Nice. Or something. Yeah, so we'll that's, have a, that's, a plan for that. This is one of those races you you need to probably minimize variables a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like to go by the no plan plan, but I also, um, <laughs> there's things that I can control, like what I eat that I like to control, you know? <laughs> I mean, let me ask you, like, some of the more important questions before you go into a race. Okay. Have you, have you picked out, like, your shirt color? And like what what sunglasses you're gonna wear, and what color, like I assume you have the same shoe in different colors, but maybe I'm totally wrong on that. Like I mean, this is all important. I hear that for Western states, just wearing as much black as possible is what you're supposed to do. Black on black. Yep. Yeah, Ev everything, everything black. black. Yep. Maybe yep. even long sleeves. Or I've seen people hoodie Western in some sweatshirts lately on the social media. So I'd hit it up with a, a hood. Oh my gosh. Cotton, do, black. Do you know how crazy cluster. people would go? Just like have your husband go out a mile on the course and like just wear a hoodie for the first mile. Just a totally mess. It's like rocky in like a light gray sweatsuit. By the time by the time we get like mile fourteen update, like everyone's minds will be blown. Joe Rogan will be tweeting about you, I'm sure. And... I'll also be probably expired from like <laughs> loss of water. <laughs> totally worth it. I mean totally worth it. If it the, gets a the tweet. social media buzz versus a state's race. <laughs> um I mean I'm trying to think of other really like vital important questions like that and I don't really have any. Um I'm just excited to see like who are you because I'll be honest, like, my eyes are on, well, Casey Lichtai is coming back from a pretty big injury. So that's amazing. I'm I'm rooting for her, obviously. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's – anyone who's coming back from an injury, that's crazy. Um, that the following year you can try to compete. Like, that's that's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, like, contenders, it's hard to, like, put my finger on, I think – uh mcdonald is gonna be potentially oh yeah up there she i mean you I've... saw her down at black canyon i saw her she was crushing it is that the um, only woman that's beaten you um in a golden ticket race recently like <laughs> that's a very specific question <laughs> no I'm, I'm i'm being just serious like that's i mean 
that's who you're competing against, right? Or you you yeah, want an overall a... top ten? I mean, she <laughs> are you going? Are you going for this all out? Oh man, I don't know what I'm doing out there. I... <laughs> are you going? You're going up against Wamsley at the start. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is way too fast for me to even. He'll leave me in the dust after three strides if I was trying my hardest. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think the entire woman's field is, um, it's going to be amazing. And, and a hundred miles is like, I mean, you can look at what people have done, but you also have to remember that a lot of things happen out there and, um, depending, you know, on, on which obstacles get thrown in whose way or, you know, what, what goes down, it could be anyone's race really. So I'm excited. I think it'll be really cool. I, there's tons of women I've never raced against yet in this race. Um, so I'm just psyched to get out there and take part in the whole experience. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I appreciate all your time here. I, I have like one or two other questions. And again, I mean, States is coming up and I truly see you running a great race. Like I just... I, I've I've been following ultra running um, pretty closely here the past few months, years, and uh, I I think your odds are are pretty good as long as you go out with Jim Jim Wamsley as fast as you can for that first three miles. You're, you're definitely going to be in contention. Um, Thanks for the advice and the confidence. <laughs> I mean, I forget who I was talking to. I think it was Eric Sensman who. Who was saying, yeah, just you know, burn the candle from both sides or whatever yeah. the saying is, like See what mile, mile one. Like, <laughs> like you're there to race, right? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um So what how how are you planning to taper into uh it's a it's a big race. This is probably the biggest race of the year within the ultra running world, maybe behind UTMB, depending on, you know, where you're coming from, but it's, I'd say UTMB and Western States are, um, right up there with the big races of the year. Um, how do you, how do you taper into this or do you even taper? Yeah. I mean, I don't have a, a method to the madness, but I definitely want to show up at that starting line feeling just physically and mentally really fresh and rested. So um, in these next, I mean, what do we have? 10 or yeah. eight days or whatever. Um, but in this next week, I'll just judge each day and what I do based on, on how I feel. And um, if that means kicking my feet up and uh, eating some ice cream, then that's what it'll be. Or if it's you know, like an nice. easy six mile jog, that's what it'll be. So, um, yeah, just kind of listening to my body and, um, also my brain and making sure that that's like ready to race actually, and ready to, uh, go into the pain cave come race time, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you'll, you'll like kind of keep things light and if anything kind of unfocused so that you're prepared to like, you know, in the zone for the race is that yeah yeah i think so yeah that's awesome yeah that's what i do um you know when i'm crushing (laughs) (laughs) middle of the pack 
Watch out, guys. You are a middle pack crusher. I'm just going to, yeah, throw down. Yeah. Throw, throw down uh, Leadville Marathon. I might go sub six. Dude, that is a stout marathon, so that'll sub, be legit. Sub six hours. Watch I, out. I think that's a solid time for up at 12,000 oh. feet. Yeah. Have you have you run in Leadville at all? You're right there. Yeah, a little bit. Do you train um, there at all? Not as much as I'd like to. I would like to get up there more. Maybe this summer that'll be one of my goals is to get up high more often. Nice. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll go hit it up. I just ran up uh, Mosquito Pass with Michael Owen. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yeah, he's pre- he's he's from Ohio, so like I could keep up, and it was just it was uh, crazy. Like you know, uh, I sort of had. Uh, somewhat of an advantage in terms of altitude and then on the way down he crushed like six and a half minute miles and wow i caught up like you know half an hour later or whatever yeah <laughs> so oh, that's awesome he's doing western right yeah yeah nice. i'm really really excited he's been waiting forever he's uh i don't want to go down this tangent but he's been like runner up to golden tickets like on multiple occasions okay and, uh, his strength, in my opinion, is like he can crush a marathon, like a big city marathon. He took sixth in Columbus, Ohio, for like a twenty-five thousand hey. person marathon, and a uh, hundred miles. He's really good at, but this middle, like golden ticket range, he's like it just doesn't hit one of his strengths for some reason. So he's just never found himself at states. So I think he's kind of like the dark horse, and. Uh, I'm just really excited that he's actually there and he's healthy. So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I mean, last question. Like, final thoughts on going into this race. Like, how does Courtney D approach this? Like, you're going into this big <laughs> race. Like, do you have a beer set up for mile 90? Like, are you taking it? Like, you seem to be laid back with how you train and how you approach things. I think it helps you because you don't, like, really, you know, get too stressed out about what other people are saying. And you seem comfortable. You don't seem to have any injuries that are bothering you. You seem, this is, like, the ideal way to go into the world's biggest ultramarathon. Oh, man. Like, you just seem confident and healthy. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's it's just to the point, you know, where it's like nothing that I do between now and then is going to uh is going to help, you know? So like, let's just do this thing. Um but yeah, I'm excited to take part in it. I'm excited to experience a brand new course that I've never done and to meet and race against people I've never raced against and to just like feel the this electric buzz of the Western States, um, you know, weekend that everyone always talks about. I'm thrilled and honored and, um, just really grateful to be able to be part of it and, and to have gotten through, you know, the spring healthy and, and, uh, injury free knock on wood. So we'll see. I, um, do not have a beer for mile 95. I prefer my beers to be at the finish line because, Nice. Um, it gets me through those last miles, <laughs> <laughs> just that beer gravity of like, 
the faster I, I get there, the faster I get to um, drink that delicious crispy brew that's waiting for me. Yeah, so. you, you like those IPAs <laughs> too, which is cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see. We go out there early next week and um, we'll kind of just kick it in the squaw area until the gun goes off Saturday morning. Well, I'm, I'm really excited for you. I'm, I'm pulling for you and thank you. I hope my newborn is not keeping you up because, because <laughs> the, the pterodactyl cry could probably be heard from, from where you are. It's not loud. <laughs> it's, it's like piercing. If it, if it goes up a notch, we're going to lose glass, like, in our house. Like, oh I'm sorry about that. It's okay. The newborn's healthy. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. So have, have fun out at States. And, uh, yeah, just have a great race and take it in because I see you running there quite a few more times. So oh, thank you. Thank you, as Thanks always, so for much. joining me, Courtney. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. I'm joined here by Jim Rebenack. He is running. He's an elite runner, very fast guy out here in Colorado. Um, he runs for the Adrenaline Project, and then he is also coached by CTS. Um, Jim, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Rob. This is really cool. Thanks a lot for having me on. Yeah, happy to have you on. And, and CTS, so you are coached by... Um, someone that that works at carmichael training systems is that correct yeah it's um it's kind of like a bigger they're based out of the springs here is kind of their main court uh, headquarters and john fitzgerald is one of their coaches um kind of their ultra specific coaches uh that i've been working with since june 2017 16 june 2016 so for a couple wow. of years now well he's he's uh lined you up for a pretty solid 2017 um that's that's awesome to hear and jim i was i was shocked when i reached out to you because i've seen you at a few races locally and and when i reached out you're like no i haven't done any podcasts before and i was like my jaw like hit the ground because <laughs> i mean you you just won run rabbit run last year in the hair group and you had some serious competition show up and there's always there's always some good runners that show up because of the prize purse and um, I had the pleasure of you blasting by me around. It was where the cows were on the trail. I don't know if you remember that section early, like oh, is thirty-one that like off of, uh, Emerald Mountain when you like drop off the backside there. Yeah, when you're actually you you go through the aid station. I think it's called Cow Creek or something like that, and then um, yeah, flat kind of road section into trail and then back up. You blew past me That's there. Exactly where did I? Yeah, I was fucking say blue. I don't feel like I was really flying at anything on that part, but yeah, that's always I, I like that part. It kind of goes from like scorching hot, and then I feel like you get up and start kind of climbing into the ferns there, and it like cools down, and it's kind of just like uh, pretty cool. It was a part of the race I enjoy a lot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I my legs were dead at about <laughs> mile twenty. I've I've never had a race where my legs just weren't feeling it from the start. So. Um, it was it was good to get past that section, and just keep moving to mile forty eight station there, and um, yeah, it was cool seeing you and Cody Reed, Courtney DeWalter, and um, I think even Alex Nichols was there at, 
you know, running that race. So you had some really good competition. Um, and you ran a smart race because you weren't the first person to pass me. Um, but you ended up winning that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It was, uh, I kind of had a similar, like the first 30, I think it might've been like down into cow Creek. I was just like, Oh man, my stomach was off and it was just one of those kind of, you know, you start out and you're like, Oh man, today yeah. might uh, not be the day. And then yeah. all of a sudden it just kind of coming up out of cow Creek there and kind of, I think where I passed you, it just started to kind of click and come around and then uh just kind of pretty much click for the rest of the night and um yeah it was it was fun definitely like you said there was like alex nichols who i think had some um had like an injury kind of lingering injury that he ended up dropping at uh was that at olympic hall on the first go around at like mile 20 maybe yeah Yeah. and yeah it was kind of like it was kind of surprising because coming into the going into the night into like the summit lake I don't feel like I was passing anybody that I knew, but I think people were just dropping. And so all of a sudden I thought I was in maybe like seventh or eighth place. And then, you know, all of a sudden uh, somebody said I was in second. I was like, oh, really? I was like, are you serious? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and we had a giant full moon. I mean, the weather, I, I look back on that race from middle of the pack at best. And I'm like, man, that's, that's the one that really got away from me. Like I didn't have a crew didn't have a pacer. I was just kind of out there to have fun and try to rekindle my love for ultra running after, you know, a DNF and an injury. And we had a full moon and it was, do you think the weather was almost perfect? I mean, the wildfire died yeah, off oh, like right in time for us. And yeah, and, it was, and that fire, I mean, it made for just like such a cool, I love the, those like evenings of the fire and you kind of have that haze and rolling into Olympic Hall, you could kind of see the, um, like the smoke column from it. And it was kind of like a pretty cool, uh, kind of cool scene there. And yeah, going up over, I was kind of worried about, cause that was where I dropped last time was at Summit Lake. Cause it just got, the temperature just plummeted and I had like a light windbreaker and didn't <laughs> pace myself. Right. So yeah. it was just walking and just started to go like hypothermic with a, I know like Jared Hazen was in the tent and saying he was like borderline hypothermic too. And, so that was kind of my, um, one of my main fears this year was like, okay, get to Buff Pass Road and I'm not walking that road. Like I need to be running at that point because I didn't uh, want to kind of succumb to the cold like I did last year. And so, it, but yeah, it was like perfect. It was like some kind of light windbreaker. I think even the way back, I think I was in a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, it warmed up. Night. Like it was, yeah, it was perfect. I mean, I, I think... I, I'm still shocked that no one's even really talked to you about the race because it was phenomenal. I mean, sub-19 on that course is I, – I can't comprehend it because I was 31 hours in and, you know, squeaking by with 20 miles to go or whatever it was. Like, um, I, I still think I should have finished that race or I could have finished that race, but it just – it wasn't meant to be that day. Um but you, I mean, had you originally signed up for Run Rabbit Run? No, I had. A, I was planning on running Leadville uh, 100, and uh, everything was going pretty smooth. And then uh, July, it was like beginning of July, and I just torqued my ankle on a trail, and uh, it swelled up pretty good. And just pretty much, it put me out of training for like five weeks. And you know, I would have had a. It was like a couple weeks before Leadville, and so I ended up just deciding to bag that and kind of gave me a 
good like five week of training run up to run rabbit run to kind of pull everything back together and heal the ankle up and um yeah worked out kind of well yeah (laughs) price 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 purse is a little more generous yeah (laughs) yeah that worked out great that's that's always like icing on top of the cake so will you i don't want to jump the gun but will you try to go back and defend you know your title that that you laid down last year uh, yeah, you know, I wasn't really sure if I was going to, and then Fred sent me the email inviting me back, and I was just like, because I, I just had my uh, my second son was just born a couple days ago, and so I was kind of nice. Congrats. Planning nice. on just kind of taking, yeah, thanks a lot. Congrats to you too on your new one. Yeah, well, we're gonna have some stroller training here shortly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm great to stroller. Yeah, my three. I don't know about your three year old. Mine doesn't really. I'm, I'm kind of coaxing him back into the, the stroller. He didn't like it for a while, but he I'm, likes I'm, the bike now. I can't. Yeah, there's no way I can get him in there. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I got the email from Fred inviting me back, and I was like, oh man, I just can't. <laughs> I was like, uh, the draw of it was was just too good, so I kind of dusted my shoes off a little bit from the winter, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna kind of start it's... rolling back, and hopefully, can get a get a solid run out of it here. Yeah, yeah, and, and you've been what, battling happens. something. Have you been battling um, some kind of injury or? And I was doing because I was going to run Bandit. My goal was I was really kind of pumped on trying to get a golden ticket into Western for this year, and was signed up for Bandit and had put in just a really solid run up to that, um, like few months after kind of recovering from Run Rabbit Run, and was just feeling really solid. And then just some patellar tendonitis came on. Yeah, uh, kind of out of nowhere, and uh, it was kind of a a bit of a blow, you know, just after um, I had a few injuries over the course of a year that took me out of races that I had really big, you know, a couple like two or three month buildups to um, with injuries that came on like right before, and uh, that one I was just like kind of needed a a bit of a break, and yeah, so just kind of just kind of took a break and took a college class that I'd been kind of wanted to take for work for a while and uh you know just kind of hit the reset button nice yeah i i remember i reached out um just going through the field um going into bandera and seeing your name pop up and remembering you flying past me and in winning run rabbit run that you know you you'd definitely be in contention if you'd signed up for that um but i think it's very smart of you and, and we've actually seen quite a few runners over the past few weeks, making smart decisions and actually thinking long term. This is like a, a a big shift in the sport. I mean, there's still probably quite a few runners out there that are, you know, signing up for Western States when they shouldn't be. But there's been a few women, and I I can't you know give out all the names, but um, yeah, there's there's been some that have called it for Western States, which I think is incredibly smart. Um, I mean, why risk one race and then, like, basically end your career early? So, Jim, I, I respect that a lot, that you took some time off, and especially you're taking time off to take classes. And you spent some time uh, – you were a firefighter, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I've been a firefighter for 13 years now, pretty much right out of college. And you're doing serious firefighting, like wildland – like wildfires, is that correct? Yep. Yeah, right out of college, I went and worked for a hotshot crew, which is like a 20-person, they call it a hand crew, so you're kind of like 
the marine kind of troops of wildland fire and you just live with 20 guys uh, for six months or 20 guys and girls and drive around in these little kind of short buses all summer long and <clears throat> excuse me, just go to different fires around the U.S. and just out working, you know, all day long, kind of in the dirt for pretty much all summer long. And then the guys just go and most guys just either go ski bomb or, or travel most of the winter. Yeah. Uh, so did that for four years. And then I uh, was a, a smoke jumper in California and right in California. And that was kind of where I kind of started getting uh, back into running and kind of into the the ultra scene was when I moved out to California there. Awesome. I mean, man, there's been some serious forest fires around Colorado. And then, I mean, California, it's just, it's a constant thing. It's kind of, I don't know. It's a, it's, I have a whole different respect for the trails and, and wildlife after, you know, moving out here and hitting the trails quite frequently. I mean, it really just upsets me seeing that stuff, especially when it hits so close to home. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate you, you know, sacrificing quite a bit to do that job and, and help out. Cause that's, I mean, it's a serious concern. I mean, there are fires burning right now, like, you know, Durango and I think even hard rock 100s, you know, watching some serious forest fires out in Silverton area. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I know that, yeah, that area has been super dry and we have a bunch of guys from our department that are kind of out in that area now. So that's kind of where in Colorado and this area kind of where it's, where it's at this right now, this time. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely kind of, uh, yeah, kind of scary when, especially when it comes into your own backyard and, um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately it's, kind of one of those things that uh it's a natural kind of process and you know the more you you know sometimes suppressed it or you know it's all the different factors that have kind of influenced it they just seem to be getting bigger and bigger and yeah the more you fight the more you fight <laughs> the worse they get sometimes yeah um, it's but... that's very true so did you start running early on because I, I know we don't have a huge amount of time, but were you running in high school and college? Yeah, I ran uh, in high school from uh, pretty much all four years, other than I started with, playing soccer coming in freshman year and then uh, ended up doing track uh, all four years and then cross country uh, three years. Okay. And uh, then just to, then I was just, I was kind of burnt out on it and wanted to just, I was more into skiing and uh, so went to see you and was more just just skied as much as I could. Yeah. Uh, and then just kind of getting into into fire, you know, we do running for our, you have like a mile and a half test at the beginning of the year and we'll <laughs> run with a crew and stuff. And, uh, and so just kind of, is that intimidating yeah, run for you, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> well, back then when I was getting back into it, it was a little, I don't know. It's always funny those people always say, right? Like the, oh man the short like that's nothing but you're like oh man like a 5k like i get i don't know about you but i get like very anxious before a 5k because they hurt so bad <laughs> it was just brutal those shorter races i mean the i grew up running the 800 was like my race and man that was a that was a painful race for sure yeah i'm i'm totally the same way i go out for like a fast mile or 400 repeats on the track i'm like loathing it because i know 
I know that taste in my mouth, and I know how painful it's going to be out there. And like, oh, I'd rather just yeah, have some like... easy miles on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of pain. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so, when did you do your first marathon? Was it? Were you thinking about it in, in college, or was this, you know, a few years after skiing and that sort of thing? Um, no, I hadn't even really like considered it. My dad had, I mean, I had always uh, grown up, he had run a couple 50 milers out in Alaska when he was living out there. And, you know, so I grew up hearing those stories and it was something I was like, I'm never doing that. That sounds awful, completely <laughs> awful and ridiculous. And uh, then I was out and after a fire season, 2007, I was out in um, Washington, D.C. and we were out at the bar having some drinks and the Marine Corps Marathon uh, was the thing on the TV for it. And I was like, oh, man, I was like, I'm going to run that next week. So called them up the next morning and was like, hey, you have any spots? And they're like, oh, you're lucky we just had somebody that dropped out um, of the race. We had a spot that opened. Uh, so I had my, like, umbro, you know, shorts and <laughs> pair of just kind of uh, your normal, I don't remember what kind of road, nothing, nothing like racing running shoes and uh, jumped in and, and ended up running like a 251, which just completely uh, kind of surprised me. Or I saw one of my fr my friend at mile 17 that I was staying with, and you know, I was like, I feel really great. And he's like, We'll run faster. And I was like, Okay, I guess. I'll, I'll <laughs> You're not supposed faster. to feel good. So, it's mile 17. <laughs> yeah, of course, until like mile 21 or 22, right? And then you hit the like complete like blow up, and <laughs> you just. Uh, afterwards, he was like, "Do you ever want to run a fifty miler like your dad?" And I was like, "Absolutely not. That was that was awful. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever do that again." That's funny. And so it says everybody, right? At the end of all those races, until you do enough, and then you're just like, you're like, even if your mind thinks that you're like, I know, I'm, I'm gonna do another one. <laughs> I just, I think after the really hard races, like, like for me, run rabbit run dropping. I don't know what mile it was. Like eighty two, eighty four. Um, after 31 hours on my feet, two weeks later, I signed up for 50K. Um, actually, probably right by where you live, the Bear Chase 50K. And you know how oh, many yeah. you know how many river crossings there are, and those aren't like easy river crossings. Um, like I set a 50K PR, like out of nowhere. So I, I'm like a big believer, and you go do something stupid hard, and then all of a sudden you look back on things, or you look at things from a totally different perspective and it like clicks mentally for me so like that 50k after seeing how hard run rabbit run was like in living that experience like mentally it clicked like oh this 50k like i could run through 50 river streams like whatever like my shoes are sopping wet but like i know how to do this now um so i have a feeling like that marathon kind of something clicked right and you started picking up running again yeah yeah there was something yeah i mean it took i think it took a couple of years after that <laughs> it, was really, it, was always because, it wasn't like, the, the next week fire. it would be like you'd, you'd kind of like i'd kind of like get into it and get a training groove and then you go out on a fire for two weeks and then you come back and then get into maybe a little bit of a groove and then you go out on a fire and then um so it was just kind of like up and down like you know and then like injury and it was um, so it was kind of a few years of this kind of, um, this really like seesaw kind of, um, thing. And it's something I really wanted to, you know, even starting ultra, like ultras getting, like getting into it, but it was just, uh, 
kind of the injury cycle and stuff from not really being able to put together, um, you know, a consistent buildups was just a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Um, I'm going to switch gears just because I know you have a newborn. I don't want to keep you too long. And Jim, I'm going to have you back on the show. I want to pick your brain right around run rabbit run time. And I really, I have a wedding that day or else I would be there because that race is awesome. Like I have unfinished business there personally. Um, oh yeah. Well you got to go like, cause you, that was the first time you ran it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you, it's, I always feel like when you drop, you have like, cause that was the way that I felt last year. I was like, I have unfinished business. And I'm not, <laughs> yeah. there's no way that this one's beating me this time. And, I uh, man, I always way. feel like, and you just, you just like, know, right? Like you have, I mean, that's like the best training run that you could ever get is like going out and DNFing on a course, as long as it's not like 20 miles into the race I mean, or something. The I mean, you're like, man, I know, like I've run this race before, just pretty much like not completely to the end. Oh yeah. I mean, it's so much better knowing that drop down to fish Creek or whatever it's called. Um, I think it's like mile 70 aid station. I thought that was a quick turnaround. Like I thought it was going to be like one mile out, one mile back. You know how it drops down, but it just yeah kept, down into it, Spring Creek there. Spring Creek, oh, yeah. It just, it just yeah, kept it's... going and going. I was like, uh, like I thought this was a mile out, a mile back. I think it turned into four miles out and four miles back, and just mentally, like the wheels came off, and then I was just all uphill. So I got I got the full twenty thousand feet of gain in. So I know I know what that feels like. But, um, yeah, yeah. There's unfinished business. So whenever it comes up, it's I'm going out there. I'm going to finish that race because I've yeah. Seriously, I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, but I wanted to switch gears. I have, and I don't want to make this all about me because this is I I'm seriously um honored to have you on the show. And I first saw Jim running for the listeners' background at quad rock 50 i think it was the last two miles into the finish line i had a gopro out and i was like hey jim like do you mind if i follow you like tail you for 30 seconds for the film and you're you were really, oh is that you oh no yeah you cool. you were really nice you're like, i remember yeah, no that and the the worst part of this was i hadn't run all day really jim's the first guy that comes by he's running i think it was eight minute miles eight and a half after like all of quad rock which is what fourteen thousand feet of gain or something like that it's a uh, lot i think it's like eleven thousand, maybe yeah but it's always it kind of surprised i feel like it surprises people that one kind of eats people up too i couldn't keep up with jim like i on i'll just be honest with the listener i after his 48 miles of extreme quad rock course i had trouble keeping up <laughs> I'll be honest. I think you just need to get warmed up. I was, I, <laughs> probably was. You, you're cruising into the finish, so that was cool. <laughs> cool to see you out there, and um, yeah, very nice of you to not be bothered by that. And the female finish there was crazy. Um, I, re- I just remember it was a 10-minute window, and the top three all finished. So yeah, it was a good time. But um, Leadville Marathon, you did really well at. You said you only ran it once before. And uh, you, I think you came in second place. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, behind Timmy Parr. I think I was uh, maybe a few minutes behind him there. He's sort of like the legend of that race. He's he's a yeah, great, oh, yeah. great he's, runner. Oh yeah, he's super solid. Yeah, I've run against him a bunch at uh, like Pikes Peak and yeah, and and stuff. And yeah, he's I have a lot of respect for him. He's super solid. Another guy I need to have on. 
who's probably not been on a podcast yet. Um, yeah, I would be surprised if he wasn't, but yeah. yeah, he would definitely be a good guy to talk to. I don't know if I, I don't think I've listened to any uh, podcast where he's been on. It would be good to hear one with him. Yeah, you guys flying under the radar. It's awesome. Um, I'll okay, keep... well, you can only, I, it's, it's nice to be the dark horse, but I guess you can. Yeah. I'll keep doing this until there are no dark, so no dark horses, <laughs> no dark horses left. Um, so I have the race coming up, though. I mean, how did you approach it? How should I go into the Leadville Marathon? Mm, yeah, last year I was kind of using it as a, a training race going into um, Leadville 100, and I didn't really want to go too deep into the tank because I was kind of using it as my. Um, it's my long run day. I'm doing the same. Uh, so I was, same thing. I was just kind of t- I tagged on like an extra couple hours to the end of it. Whoa. Um, and uh, it was so I was kind of I wasn't really it ended up working pretty well for and it would be actually my advice on the course because it just has that like big climb on the way out you know mm-hmm. um, kind of that like starts off and it's not it runs on main street and it's like a pretty mellow grade, but it starts at 10,000 feet. And so I, I just remember starting out and being like, what the, Oh my gosh, I am like already huffing and puffing so <laughs> and was like hiking, like hiking stuff at the beginning, um, like pretty far back in the pack of like that. I would normally like never be hiking and was like breathing pretty hard. And I was like, Oh man, we'll see how, <laughs> we're gonna see how this goes today. <laughs> And uh, so it took it pretty easy, and then that was kind of my plan until it got to that climb going up uh, Mosquito. No, what is yeah, that? Mosquito, that Pass. Mosquito Pass. Yep. And then kind of started to push it at the base of um, base of that a little bit, and there was like it was like sixty or seventy mile per hour gale force winds at the top, like blowing people off the trail. And wow. uh, and then just kind of started to you know kind of hammer the downhills on the way back. Um, so that's, I mean, that, that first part of it, it's just like, I, mean, I think it's like 6,000 vertical feet is the gain, isn't it? Over the 26 miles. I, yeah, I think so. Which is which probably the majority pretty, of pretty it pretty good marathon. Yeah. 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 And then, um, and then on that way back, it's, uh, you know, you look at the elevation profile and it looks like, oh man, I'm going to flip that thing around at the top and just bomb it straight down to the finish. <laughs> yeah. It looks there's like one little hump that you're like, Oh, look at that tiny little cute hill. And then you're coming back and like a couple of the climbs are like pretty, you know, you're like, Oh man, like this is, <laughs> this is kind of dragging on longer than I thought it was going to. And, uh, yeah, especially so that like that first time coming down off, like back down mosquito, it's like super, it's pretty technical. It's like techie, you can run it yeah. pretty fast, but it's definitely yeah. like an ankle. It's like an ankle breaker, you know, it, it really um, is. I, think I, I, was, I twisted yeah. my ankle just, on a practice run out there with the camera yeah uh, yeah yeah for sure and so it's like right like i'm sure you experienced that like you can run it fast but it's like kind of technical and you can it also has like high probability for like busting your ankle or busting yeah. yourself and you're kind of running by a lot of people and there's um i think there was like some runoffs like so you kind of have like kind of trying to like keep the shoes dry yeah and was kind of like hopping around like a little creek that like formed on there that's, and, that's uh, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what and I. Yeah, and then it kind of hits. Then it hits the road, and you know you can start blazing down that road, but then it has the one climb, and that climb is like it starts to get pretty hot for Leadville. You know, you're kind of exposed, and yeah, um, kind of climbs up, and then at that point you're nearing kind of towards the end, and your legs are 
getting a little bit, you know, pretty fatigued, has like a descent down and then it has another kind of climb at the end that you wouldn't really think is too much, but I, I was like, man, if people were just like blowing up on it, like I know Matt, Matt Daniels um, was running and I think he was just walking at that point and I ended up, really? I think he was like pretty, pretty dehydrated out of water. And, another um, you know, you super could, talented Colorado guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and, yeah, him and Timmy were kind of dueling it out, um, coming down off of uh, Mosquito Pass there. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like it, it's mixed up with the marathon and the half marathon, so it's one of those races where you're kind of like don't really know who's yeah. who, you like who you're running against. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like cause, so I finished and, you know, you're – even though I finished in second, like you just finished with the half marathon, and it's this like super anticlimactic thing. <laughs> like nobody, you know, you just kind of run across the finish line with everybody else. And you're like, Oh, is that, well, is that the guy who won the race place. or is that yeah, number yeah, 175? Like, <laughs> is that, is that like, Rob in the middle of the pack? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It's funny. They don't delay like the start time by an hour or two. Like I like start the half marathon at seven and then the marathon at eight. And then like, there's a little bit more of a clear separation, you know? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I, I guess like logistically it's maybe a little more difficult, but yeah. And you blazed yeah, that, it, that. It was nice. Kind of nice when they staggered a little you, bit. You uh, finished that what? Like three forty-five or something like that. Yeah. I think it was around there. Three forty-four. That's super fast. ish. And so that effort fell equivalent to like a two forty-five. Um, I don't. I guess it would be a two. Five, I don't know. It'd depend on where I was running the two forty-five. <laughs> yeah. And what? In what race? Um, Is that the um, hardest hardest marathon you've done? As far as like um, like technical, like vertical, yeah, wise just, and stuff. Just I mean, yeah. However you yeah, want to look that at was it. The, yeah, that was the only like trail. I think that was the first trail marathon that I'd ran because I'd run the marine corps and then the steamboat marathon before that one but yeah that wasn't really like a distance that i'd hit on that much which is i was kind of excited i think the trail like marathon is kind of a kind of a cool distance you can kind of open it up and you know run fast but it's it's still a pretty you know decently long race yeah no that's i'm gonna just go out and have fun and uh i have Silver King coming up here like a few weeks after, so I'm just like no ankle busters and have a good time, get some really good altitude training in, and you know just take in the experience because I've wanted to do a race in Leadville for so long now, like ever since picking up the sport. So I'm really excited about it, and uh, man, you made it look easy out there doing sub four, you know, with six thousand feet of gain on super technical trails like. It's phenomenal, and and Jim, I'm gonna stay in good touch with you because I wanna, I want to, uh, you know, see how the year unfolds for you, and you know, congrats to your growing family, and yeah, we'll hit the strollers uh, together. It'll be post hundred miler for you. For me, I'll have to taper, and then we'll go stroller to stroller group run over at like Waterton Canyon or something. Yeah, I'm down for stroller runs whenever. <laughs> It'll have to be a super, super um, slow run for you, man, because you're you're fast. You're no, so fast. I'm, no I, I run slow more than, more than you would think. 
But yeah, thank you for. Um, no, I appreciate that, Rob. Yeah, thank you for taking the time and and truly, I've seen you out there. I've seen how much the crowd likes you, and you know you're a nice nice person to deal with out on the course. And um, I I'm always happy to have that type of runner on this show. And I'm glad you know you got on your first podcast. So where can people um follow you on social media? You on Instagram? Um, and... yeah, I'm not super active on social, but yeah. Um, I'm, Strava is kind of like my preferred medium of cool. social media. Yeah. Um, you can just find me at Jim Remanac and then I'm, I'm on, I'm on stuff if people want to touch base. I, I like to use it more as, um, like a platform to just kind of connect and, uh, yeah. so if people, yeah, want to shoot me any questions or what's up or just friend me and, you know, I post every once in a while, but, uh, just Jim Remanac on Facebook. Uh, oh man, what is my... I think I'm I'm like the only Jim Rebenack, so I feel like if you t- type that in on most things, you'll probably track the, it down. Yeah, the Google machine will pick it up. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. well, Jim, congrats. I know you guys just got home from the hospital, so I don't want to take any more time. And, you know, let your wife know I say congrats, and we'll have to have a beer to celebrate the, uh, the newborns pretty soon. So, Jim, have a good night. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, congrats to you too. And yeah, that'd be awesome to pick you up on that beer sometime. I really, really like that. Thanks. See you. And that's episode 47. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Two amazing runners and two amazingly nice people. So always enjoy having nice ultra runners on my podcast. So regardless of their talent level. So big thank you to them for taking so much time and, uh, Courtney D, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see how she does uh, during States. So be fun to watch along, and it's hard to get coverage. Honestly, like uh, I'll be watching I Run Far tweet updates because that's basically the only way to uh, keep track of the race and through social media because it hasn't been picked up by any uh, TV shows in the past 20 years. So big thank you to Hammer Nutrition, Sufferfest Beer, and Bigger Than the Trail. You guys are awesome, and big thank you to the Patreon supporters. You guys know who you are, and you make this all work. So have a great week. Don't forget to enjoy your training. Have fun out there. See you next week.